Welcome to the Random Tea MCU Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Thor. <laughs> You've been waiting for this movie since we started this podcast. Basically, yes. I know you have. Yes. You poor thing. I know. Yay! Awesome. Yay! So much to talk about. Yeah, y- y- you guys should see. It's hilarious. She has like this sheaf of papers well, if, if you've met me, yes. if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts, you know that I... Johnny does her research. I print shit off and I have to know. Yeah. Um, so do you want to start off with the the details, the deets? The deets. Uh, well, you know, it was directed by one Kenneth Branagh. Really? Yeah. Gee, Which, I didn't know that. I know you didn't know that. <laughs> that, was, that was totally new information I know. for you. Um, but yeah, I was I was really impressed with what he did with this. I I didn't know because I didn't know until I saw it and I saw the I saw the credits and I was like, the fuck? Because I never would have thought somebody with his background could yeah. have been this good with not not that you know I I just think it's a different skill set to do a movie of this caliber with all the effects and the giant sets and the costumes. But if yeah. you think about yeah. it. This was Shakespeare with superheroes. It pretty much was, yeah. So I think it worked. It was Norse uh, Shakespeare. It was. It well, was. when I heard that he had directed it, I just kind of went, eh. It never really crossed my mind until I saw him and realized who he was. Because hearing his name and see, you, seeing you his face, it just never made the connection. And oh. then, then I saw his face and I was like, that's the guy who was in Much Ado About Nothing. Gilderoy Lockhart? What the fuck? And yeah, yeah. It blew me away. I was like, what? It's crazy. I did not know that this was a thing that people could do. Yep. But, but I'm, I'm quite proud of him. It was. Uh, yeah, he's very much uh, very fluid in his talents. Yes, 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 yes. Very much so. There's Thor. So I thought that was cool. Found Thor. Um, so yeah, it was from 2011. Yeah, this was the fourth mm-hmm. in phase uh, in phase fourth, one. Fourth movie in phase one. Yep. Um, so it was the is last one before the Avengers. Or no, Captain America. Was no, the we last got one, one more. They the get introduced Captain America first. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's it's starting to feel more coherent, like the MCU coming together. Well, yeah, because in I mean we had Iron Man and we had Hulk, and these were both uh, stories Earth based, right? And we always knew Thor was a thing i mean thor he's a big huge thor's been around forever he's been around forever uh thor has actually been around since 1951 wow um his very first appearance in comics was in venus number 12 which was in 1951 wow here's the interesting part hmm. loki's first appearance was in venus number six in 1949 <gasps> loki came first loki came first that's awesome now, I, that's their first appearance. Their first modern appearance was in 1962. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, you actually have the DVD, and I recorded this off of FX like 100 years ago because I knew we were going to be doing it. Plus, I have Tom Hiddleston on auto-record. Of course you do. Um, and it was, so, it was their DVD featurette mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So they were showing some of the special features from the DVD, and they showed Stan Lee talking about it. And he was like, yeah, I kind of wanted to do something different with the superhero. And and we didn't have any gods or anything. So then I, I thought Greek. I thought Roman. But everybody knows those. And then he said Norse. And he was like, and the name Thor just yes. sounds so cool. Yes, he has a man crush on Thor, apparently. So I just, I love me some Stan Lee so uh, Stan much. Lee, he is, he's an adorable cinnamon roll and must be protected at all costs. Exactly. But he could kill you. Yes, yes. He looks like a cinnamon roll. But he could kill you. I'm pretty sure he so, could. Do you remember the first time you saw this movie? I saw this in the theaters. I did too. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I actually got dragged to see it by a couple of friends of mine. And you were who, like, Ooh. Well, they had, they had seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a friend of mine and her boyfriend had seen it. And he wanted to go and see it in 3D. Now, this was the first time I'd seen modern 3d yeah in the movie theater not um, the cheesy old school yeah 3D. because in, i'd always you know the 3d you have the blue and the red glasses and you take it off and it's all green and crap yeah that's yeah that in my head it was always 3d but they took me to see it with them and the guy i was dating at the time went with us which was great fun because he was colorblind oh gosh but he still went with there was no rainbow bridge it. So it was always fun watching stuff when I, when I was dating, watching stuff with him because he he's colorblind and yeah. he, I don't know what color that is. So I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> just 
don't look. It's okay. So, yeah, the first time I saw it was in 3D. Oh, wow. At the theater. Okay. Because somebody was like, you know, we're going, you're going with us. And I said, okay. Yeah. So I went. Okay. So it was the first movie I saw in the... First MCU movie you saw in the theater. In the theater. But also the first movie I saw in cur- in modern day 3D. Oh, wow. Okay. What you would consider... Yeah. Modern 3D. It was the first one I saw. And it was actually an excellent movie to be the first one I'd seen. Yeah. In uh, in 3D. Yeah. In the big IMAX theater. So, because, you know, the hammer is very... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Well, you're doing podcasts. The my hand motions don't quite translate. I think, I think the the sound effects though <laughs> made that for me personally. So it was yeah. So so you went and saw it at the theater. Did I you did. see it in 3D though? I did not. Because uh, I usually go see. Well, you know, before we we became friends, um, I I dad was always my superhero movie buddy. Yeah. And um, because very few of my friends actually are into this kind of stuff. You need new friends. I know. Well, I got one. <laughs> well, here I am. Um, and so I went with my dad, and he doesn't he doesn't care for 3D. Mm. And I actually find out why, because we find that the the real D 3D sucks, and the IMAX 3D IMAX, is where it's at. Yeah. Um, and we only have one IMAX theater in, in town. The, in town, that's not the actual dome. Yeah, the dome doesn't count. The dome makes me kind of wiggly. it makes me wiggly yeah yeah um so so no i didn't see it in 3d but i was like this is awesome i thought i, I was really because imp- i was very, like i didn't know visually, shit about thor well visually it's beautiful it really it's is gorgeous it's shiny it's just very shiny there's so much shine to it so so shiny well you know joss whedon yeah which had absolutely nothing to do with this movie no he but, did not but still shiny yeah that's a firefly reference for those of you who didn't catch it yeah um yeah, it's just it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean his the Thor's red from Thor's red cape to Loki's green mm-hmm. to the gold of Asgard mm-hmm. visually the rainbow was, bridge was beautiful. It wasn't oh yeah. ball. it wasn't a rainbow. Yeah, I love you, Jack Kirby, but good God, but good Lord. <laughs> um, well, even uh, even the because uh, they filmed in the desert. Yeah, they kind of built out a lot of that town uh well the town well we'll get to the town in a second yeah but what i'm the point i'm trying to make before i sidetrack myself the big huge sky Mm -hmm. they had out there in the middle of the desert yeah that was that was a big uh that was big Mm -hmm. the crater set Uh, the that the new mexico town that they filmed in was a set for another movie it was uh, 315 to yuma okay okay originally set and they uh, this was in the feature as I was watching it. They spent six months and rebuilt what was already there. They built the facade over and they modernized, it, they modernized and, it. Yeah. So it was a set. Oh, that's cool. They a built very, that. very large set. Very large set. But it was previously a set that was already in existence. See, again, and the Asgard sets were less CGI than I would have thought. They were. That was amazing. Um, Giant, enormous sets. So I, again, I gotta give kudos to Kenneth Branagh, man, for raining all that, all that in. And the costuming was beautiful. Well, I think after the after Iron Man and after the Incredible Hulk, and after Iron Man two, their budget just yeah boomed. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, they had the money. So well, they had to have because you know Anthony Hopkins ain't cheap. I'm sure. Mm mm. <laughs> no, you don't get people like Anthony Hopkins and um, oh, who played Frigga? Oh, Renee Russo. You don't get people like her. She, yeah. No, she had a four. She has a four movie contract. Oh wow, with Marvel. Okay, we've seen her in two. Two. And she had a four movie contract. Okay, I read that somewhere last night. All right, that's good. So to an know. interview with her. Chris Hemsworth has probably been signed up for Najillion for the rest of his life, probably. Forever. Forever and ever. Well, we know he got recontracted right before, um, his contract got changed right before Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. Yeah. So. As the myth goes. (laughs) But yeah, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with this because I, like I said, I. It was bigger than life. It really was. dick all about Thor. I knew a little. And you know. Because you know, I grew up with the, the Marvel comics. Right, but the kind of images I thought of when I thought of Thor were those really old 60s dated panels of him in the big winged helmet. Yeah, you mean the ones I kept texting you last the night? The cheese ball ones. Yeah, which you know that was that was the age back then. That was that was what it comics was, were. Um, none of our babies were. I don't were think really sophisticated. 
Oh my God, Loki was just to laugh at. I mean, the 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 gold briefs over the green tights. Oh my God, the gold scale briefs. Yeah, yeah. over the green tights was. Oh, honey. Why couldn't they have done that? Oh, honey. Just get a unitard and some gold scale <laughs> briefs and it would have been fine. It's not very Shakespearean, though. That helmet is. It was. The helmet was. The helmet yeah. was very phallic, by the way. Oh, God, was it. But they even they even did the goofy winged helmet at the very beginning with Thor. They he started with stay it. stay in it. It was very ceremonial. But it was like. I see what you did there. They did do the knot. Well, they they did want. I mean, they did the the six. Um, I want to. I don't know what's the discs. I want to call them coins. Yeah, on, on his, his chest, yeah. which was a big nod to the the con- the original yeah. suit in the comics. Um, so that was that was nice. But yeah, visually beautiful. It was bigger than life. Yeah. I mean, even well, Odin's helmet and oh yeah, uh, it was all the armor yeah. on all of them was just fantastic beautiful beautiful stuff they couldn't they couldn't slouch they said no they said they, they had to because the armor forced them to stand up which made them look more godlike so regal and yeah yeah, yeah. so I was just it was, well even on uh Lofi mm-hmm. the detail on him Mm-hmm. Is so incredible. Did you see that featurette? I saw parts. I saw small little parts of of the makeup it took uh, to get him. Because you know that's it's it's. I think they said it took Col- six hours. Yeah, Colin. Colin Fiore. Fiore. Fiore whatever his name is. Um, they showed, and he's uh, the detail that they did in his his small armor. I don't know what to call it. His clothing that he didn't have on. Right. But also how scarred he was. Mm-hmm. It was so detailed because I was I was watching the featurette and they showed it in the light and they were they had like a full yeah, body. he's very shadowed in the movie. But you couldn't really see it but they still had the detail there. Yeah. So so much detail. Yeah. And all of this. It was just so much. Even like the detail on uh, Mjolnir. Uh, the detail on the hammer yeah was so intense i think they said they started out with a hundred different versions and it's so funny i haven't necessarily seen it in the thor featurettes but i'm seeing it in other backstage stuff of the other movies like ultron and and the avengers he fiddles with that fucking hammer Mm -hmm. he does he's he's a fiddler he's he's so he he just cannot stop fiddling with that hammer he's a fiddler yeah it's adorable. Well, and uh, he, there were, I think they said in Thor, they used three different hammers with three different weights for different close-up, faraway mm-hmm. scenes. And when he was actually spinning it, it right. had to be one weight. And when they were doing the close-ups, it had to be the real, the heaviest the real, it was, yeah. was in the, the real close-ups because it had to be so had detailed. To, yeah. And it had to look heavy. Yeah. He's our first Chris. He's our first Marvel he Chris. He is our first Chris of many Chris's. Of so many Chris's. So many. So, so many Chris's. So um, I had never seen or heard of the Hemsworth clan before this. Yeah. I didn't know his brother think, until Hunger Games. Yeah, I think he was my, this was my first Chris uh, Hemsworth. He yeah. was of the Hemsworth family because yeah. all three of them. Yeah, I act, don't know about the third they? one, but yeah, I think they do. Yeah, because Liam, I mean, he's done Hunger Games. He did Other stuff. something else and now he's doing like the did you do fifth wave? I don't know. So I was I was pretty Excuse happy with the with the uh, finding of the Thor. He was perfect. He's great. He visually he looks like Thor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the more hilarious thing that you can, uh, and we have clips of it. We don't actually have speaking, but. Um, Tom Hiddleston was in the running for Thor for a couple months. He was. He oh no, no, he's up. in. Uh, 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 Liam's in Independence Day. Independence Day. Okay, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. That's the next big one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they. Uh, Tom said, "Let me, let me bulk up a little bit, and uh, I'll audition again." And Kenneth Branagh led him, and there is an audition tape going around. I haven't seen that. They released part of it. All it is is it's voiceover. So we don't actually hear him delivering Thor lines because that probably like would scramble my brain. Probably. But he's got the long blonde hair, shirtless, and he's... No, I have seen that. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's terrible. And and now that you see Chris and you see Tom as Loki, you're like, well, that doesn't well, yeah. make, you know... Well, he had to drop weight. Yeah. 
to be low key. Because he said he tried to be really lean and hungry mm-hmm. looking, and you know, well, to look like to look lean next to Chris. Yeah, because yeah. uh, they're both very tall men. So tall, so so tall. But yeah, I thought they played off each other really great. But I think overall the casting on this was wonderful. Uh, yeah, their chemistry together uh, worked really well on screen, in my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. think there was any fail on that. Yeah. Um, well, see, canonically. Thor is 6'6", six, six, and Loki is 6'4". Okay. In case anybody cares about that. They're slightly shorter in real life. Slightly. Only slightly. Yeah. So. Because I think Tom's 6'1", and Chris is probably... He's like 7'3". <laughs> really? Uh, I'm going to go look now, because I need to know. Now I'm, I'm not starting gonna... to, Now I'm starting to realize why they put Jamie Alexander in heels. That kind of pissed me off a little bit. Well, but when she's they could around not. With, with a bunch of giant people. They were all so giant. Well, and they wanted her to look on par. Yeah. Yeah. With them. And so. Natalie Portman, too. She's a shorty, too. Oh, my gosh. She's so short. Now, okay. I love Natalie Portman. I do, too. I love the character of Jane Foster in the movie. Right. I didn't... The chemistry between Thor and Jane mm-hmm. felt a little forced. I was because, okay with it. Because you were supposed to believe they were falling in love with each other. Yeah. But it just didn't. I always, <sighs> it's always hard for me when it's been like three days. And yeah. then love. So yeah. that's always a little bit like, like I so much buy, uh, I'm, I'm so more apt to buy the stuff where you've got Clint and Natasha that have been working together for years. Tony yes. and Pepper that have been working together for yes. years. That kind of thing. Yes. Um, but Jane, I mean, she they literally did the whole starry-eyed... Uh-huh. It's a, <laughs> it's a good look. Uh-huh, and, and when I'm he like, kissed oh, her God, hand. Yeah, whatever. And she giggled, and yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. But I will I loved say, her as Jane. Yay for but, letting girls do science. But talking about the chemistry between... Her and Thor. Her and Thor, I didn't feel... There was more chemistry between him and Loki. <laughs> so many people ship that. Than there was between... Yeah. Him and uh, I think it's like Jane. Frost Lightning or Frost Thunder or something. I don't even want to talk about that because that's just <laughs> weird. I don't do the brother thing. That's yeah, just yeah. Step brothers or not? Yeah, they so. were raised as brothers. So, do you want to get into all the things they didn't do wrong? Because you won't tell me. You won't let me say they did wrong. They did not do it necessarily wrong. They deviated from canon. All right. There's quite a bit of canon for them to deviate from. Oh my God! There is so much canon. Because basically, this is an origin story. Right. It doesn't Woo-hoo. feel like an origin story. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Because it's not one of those where young geek Thor goes in a science accident and gets powers. Like, he was he was already the God of he Thunder. He was kind of born that way. And he, was, so, he already had Mjolnir when we, when we meet him. He, he did get stripped yes. of it. But, so it was kind of an origin story, but kind of not. So it was kind of neat. Right. So let's... Let's discuss the origin of Thor. Okay. But in order to do that, we have to talk about Odin first. Because Odin, as we know... Odin, is, who I'm not happy with. Nobody does. Uh, well, he was a asshole. Odin, I make poor parenting choices. He was a... And he was, for real, he was a prick in the comics. He's canonically... They didn't make that up. Yeah. Um, so, he is... Uh, his last name is not Allfather. Okay. They just refer to him as just like a the all. It's an alias. Yeah. He's the all father. His last name is Borson. Yeah, because he's the he's son the of son four. of four. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, Daddy died. He became head dude in charge of Asgard. Right. Right. So you know, if, if you remember at the very beginning of the movie, he goes to Jotunheim mm-hmm. and there's this big battle that actually happened. Okay. Okay. And that's how he lost his eye. And that's how he. Well, that's it, not in. I don't know about that. In the movie, that's how he. I didn't get as deep into about all that, but yeah, he does go, and in the rubble, they do find the young baby Loki, the baby frost giant, which, according to uh, comic canon, Lofi had hidden him because he was ashamed of his runt child. Okay, so that's where Loki came from. And I thought it was interesting that in the commentary we were just watching before we turned it off to go record this, Kenneth Branagh said that, because it was during the big reveal of Mm -hmm, Loki mm -hmm. turning blue and he's 
Well, if he stopped holding his breath. I know, right? He's he's Yodened. uh, Yotund. Um, He was like, well, you can see that Loki is at least part Frost Giant. And I was like, wait a minute. The movie made it sound like he was all Frost Giant. He is, is, in fact, all Frost Giant. And that's from Um, canon. And that's that's canon. Because that's what I got from watching the movie 900 times. The the problem that I had with the Frost Giants is in the comics, they, they look different different times yeah they have different looks throughout the comics so that was kind of hard the whole and and you mentioned this while we were watching that bit was how did he not be blue how did he grow up not blue yeah because the way they show it in the flashback is it's odin with his big gouged out eye which was kind of cool picking up this this little squalling uh frost giant infant and it's got the blue skin red eyes the markings on the face Mm mm-hmm and then all of a sudden, the baby starts turning, um, quote unquote, normal to match like what an Asgardian would look like. Right. And it's kind of what Loki himself went through when we see him him change skin in Jotunheim the, at the very beginning. It like almost fades back like it's an illusion. And Loki's known for his illusions. Yes. And so my whole thing is like, I don't, Odin, from, from what I've seen, Odin does not have magic odin does have magic okay in the in the movies they didn't show that and i think they've made and he's he's a god it might have been uh the other thor movie but they make a point of saying loki learned it from frigga and so mama frigga has magic and loki has magic and Mm -hmm. so but i question the fact that this little baby infant who can't even talk cloaks himself in this illusion and for the rest of his life, he doesn't know he's a, really a frost giant. He doesn't even know he's maintaining the illusion. So, I like, I don't know who turned baby Loki. Yeah, that's never really explained. And I never found any explanation for that, really, in the comics. Um, Odin has what's called the Odin Odin Force. Okay. Which is why he has to go into the Odin sleep. Okay, because that wasn't explained either. No, it really wasn't. Um, but, yeah, he has this Odin Force, and he can manipulate uh, tremendous amounts of mystical energies. And he does, actually, he does possess. I mean, he's a god. If you yeah. Just, just assume yeah. all gods have magic. Um, but Loki was, he learned sorcery. Which Source. is different from uh, magic, okay, apparently. Okay. I'm not really sure. And illusions sure. and stuff like that. Exactly. From, from Dark magic. Well, I don't know where he learned it. I don't. That's. It's just. It's. It's so convoluted and retconned, and their <laughs> origin story is spread out over so many issues. Yeah. Um, Thor first appeared in uh, Journey into Mystery number eighty-three. Okay. Loki first appeared in Journey into Mystery number 85 mm-hmm. um, in 1962. Yeah, because you said they, they appeared earlier, but this was their first real... Their fir- their, they call it their modern okay. first appearance. Um, but even in uh, Journey into Mystery number 85, it's never mentioned that they're brothers. Oh, okay. Not even then. It's not until Journey into Mystery number 112... It's 112, 113, and 115. And of course, as always, I have all these comics listed in the show notes. Uh, where they show Loki's origin story, where right. he came from. Uh, but not even Thor is Frigga's son. Yeah. Because Thor Which is actually... Like, yeah, Thor is, uh, Thor is uh, not even... Poor Frigga. Because she is like the goddess of marriage. Yeah. And her husband has brought home two different sons... That ain't none of them hers. she gets to raise that ain't hers. And I'm like, why in the hell? No. Uh, Odin went and wooed uh, the earth goddess. Gaia. Gaia. And. Thus Thor was So that gives you, that gives you, but see, that gives you the the Thor's connection to earth. And why he's so partial to Midgard. But, you know. Yeah. uh, But they don't really explain that in the movie at all. But it's very, it's, it's in the comics. It's very prominent in it uh because because guy because guy throw that page down but yeah thor <laughs> uh thor is a bit of a dick right right and uh, that came across in the movie well it yes yeah, so well uh but it turns out that the reason he took loki home with him reason why odin. he adopted why oh, sorry why odin adopted loki okay sorry uh the whole reason behind that thing because they don't explain why did he randomly just take this baby home yeah uh, when his, when Odin's father, Bor, was dying, he, if I understand correctly, he told, uh, 
Odin to adopt the child of the of someone he killed. Mm-hmm. It was like preordained or some shit. Whatever. So when when he found baby, when he killed Olafi and this and they found the child, he took. did this because his father told him to. <clears throat> Weird people. But as it turns out, after Loki grew up, he went back in time and made all that happen. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, comics. I know, right? <laughs> Whatever. I was like, seriously? Seriously. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. So, yeah, Loki That's actually hilarious. made all. Yeah, Loki set up his own adoption. Fucking Loki. So, if you ever wondered why Odin took Loki home with him, because it's Loki. Because Loki. <laughs> Loki, Loki made is him do such it. A shit. He is a little shit. If you think Odin was just a dick, yeah. Loki is a little shit. He is. And he's like that in mythology as well. Oh, yeah. Well, he is. Not just the comics. He's not the god of mischief for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so that's Odin, and that's how all that crap happened. So, uh, as for the origin story, what stories they covered in this movie? They covered several, mm-hmm. which was partially uh, the origin story of uh, Thor, mostly. Right. So, really, it's Thor and Loki's origin story. It's yeah, both of it's their origin Loki's stories. Loki's bad choice parade. Yeah, so we've already seen, you know, Loki get adopted. Right. So, that's his origin story, and it was there, but not completely right whatever uh now thor's origin story they completely screwed up okay because first of all he's not frigga's son right second of all uh he got when he was banished to earth before picking a fight with jodenheim yes that actually did happen okay okay um oh little side note here in Mm -hmm. actual north norse mythology lofi is loki's mother yeah because lofi's a lady because lofi's a lady frost giant just wanted to i just really felt the need to point that out i think that's really cool they they could have gone with the lady i think they should have gone with the lady in my big opinion. epic battle between odin and yeah lady frost giant yeah that yeah. would have been sweet but anyway but lofi was male in the comics so whatever stan lee yeah come on son so um but thor did in fact pick a fight with jotunheim and Odin did banish him to Earth. Okay. But when he banished him to Earth, he took away all of his memories. Oh. And he was on Earth as Donald Blake. Because as we all know, oh. Thor's Thor's alias on Earth is Donald Blake. Oh, that's interesting. So when so he that's got cool banished. That they brought that back in. When he got banished, he became, um, but no memory of who he was. He was Donald Blake. He was, and he became a doctor and he had a handicap because Odin wanted to teach him a lesson. Okay. So with no memories or at all. And so he meets Jane. Uh, who's a nurse who's, in who's the comics. Who's a nurse in the comics. And is abs- I mean, the page. Okay, you see all these pages I have over here? Yeah. One page on Jane. One. Oh, wow. That is all she is in the comics. Because so. she's, she's a girly love interest. And that's all she is. She With an acceptable and, female profession of nurse. She oohs and ahs. And, see, I don't even know where her page is over It was here. so funny, though, because you sent me a panel last night. And yes. it was, uh, it was a redheaded nurse, and it turns out to be Jane, mm-hmm. ooing and awing over Loki. Oh, she is just fawning. And she was like, "I found you in the comics." <laughs> so here you are. The only thing I'm not is a nurse. She had red hair and everything. I she thought did. It was awesome. She did. I, I was, was like, like "It's me." It was you. So, uh, but at some point, Thor implants the need for him to go on vacation somewhere where he goes ends up in, a, in somewhere in like Norse Norway or some shit and he finds this stick and taps it for whatever reason I read the comics and I still don't understand what the hell he was doing <laughs> and he becomes Thor for the first time oh. so he has this little stick cane and he's no longer a dick and he becomes Thor and then he defeats some enemies he taps the stick again and it turns back into a cane, and he turns back into Donald Blake. So he has a dual identity, very Superman-y. Really? For a while. and then he, But he has, still has no memory of being Thor. Oh, really? Or who that Thor didn't was, restore or, his memories no, or anything? No, but he starts to remember as time goes oh, on. Okay. And, and he's learned his lesson, and he's yeah. not a douche nozzle anymore. And so finally it all becomes revealed and whatever. So, uh, yeah, so the stick... He bangs it. It becomes Mew Mew. Right. He hits it again. He turns back. So it turns him back and forth. <laughs> it's 
hilarious. But no, now here's the good part. Here's the fun part. Not good. Here's the fun part. Okay. Let me say that correctly. Um, if he, if he is in the Thor form and he is not holding Mew Mew mm-hmm. for more than 60 seconds, he reverts back to Donald Blake. Oh my God. Because only has like a timer on it. Whomever shall hold the hammer. Hold meaning hold. Hold for- the hammer. <laughs> Not just touch it once and walk away. No. Whomsoever <laughs> holds the hammer shall have the power of Thor. So he has to be holding it. That's So probably- apparently it's a running gag in the comics that if he lets go of it, for, if he sets it down or whatever, doesn't pick it back up for 60 seconds. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's he probably sen- why in this movie they added the, and he be worthy. He sends, uh, yeah, he's, who, he's whoever be worthy. So he's, he has to send Loki back to Asgard. Well, he sends him back by throwing the hammer. Yeah. And it just barely gets back in time oh so that he God. doesn't, yeah, it's, it's freaking hilarious. Oh, I'm wow. I'm like, seriously? Actually, I think in the movie it was wheeled. Who shall ever wield this hammer and be worthy or something like that shall have the powers of Thor or something. Right. Shit. So it does Okay, so in the movie how it plays out is they made Donald Blake Jane's old boyfriend. Right. Which actually Jane Foster marries Dr. Kincaid in the comics. Okay. But they made Donald Blake her ex boyfriend. Okay. So they still had Donald Blake and they still use it as his alias. Right. In the movie temporarily, but they they <laughs> they Nodded it. They did that a was, nod to it. That's really cool that they, they did that. But when Odin did banish him to Earth, he did take all of his powers from him. Okay. So they kind of covered it. They just didn't do the dual identity thing, which was kind of stupid to begin with. Well, that would have been so confusing to oh do my God, in, yes. in, a, in one movie. Well, and Chris would have had to have dropped five inches and drop about 100 pounds. Yeah. They'd have to do Skinny Steve Oh, God. Crap. Yeah. So. So that's fun. Wow. Uh, wow comics but another storyline they covered was um journey in the mystery number 119 which is the day of the destroyer okay which the destroyer destroyer. gets sent to earth and thor has to save um save earth from the destroyer but that's also it's this is one of those comics where it's two different stories the day of the destroyer is the first part of the comic the second part of the comic is the warriors three Okay. Where we meet um, Hogan, Hogan, Volstag, and Faramir. I I finally found Jane. Oh, there's Jane's page. There's my one page of Jane. Uh, Yeah. Frandil, or I I can never remember that guy's name. Volstag, Hogan, and Frandral. Yeah. Who are the Warriors Three. Yeah. And they are exactly who they are in the comics. I mean, Volstag is... He's actually bigger in the comics. He's a massive, massive oh, man. Oh, wow. He is massive. Wow. Uh, but there's not a whole lot to their stories. They well, were kind of the just movies. set pieces here, too. They were. Although, I will say that probably the best part involving them was right after Thor made breakfast because to show he's not a douche anymore. And um, and they, they're banging on the glass door. Found you! And it's so funny because it's been all over Tumblr that... It's like when your real life friends meet your online friends. <laughs> it's true. It is true. That's what it's really like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I did learn that Hogan is, in fact, trained in medicine. So when you okay. see the scene where, where he's, he's treating the, them. Yeah, like the salve on mm-hmm. him or whatever. And Fandral is, he's referred to as Fandral the Dashing. And in this, it's uh, Josh Dallas, I think his name is. When it should have been... I've, Zach Levi. Hang on, I've got... Yeah, Zach Levi was actually supposed to do it, but hang on, I've got it right here. I'm on IMDb. Josh Dallas. Yeah, you win. Ha ha. <laughs> so I've got them all right here. Yeah, Josh, Joshua. Yeah. Joshua Dallas. Yeah, it was supposed to be Zachary Levi, but he had a scheduling conflict. And the um, only reason Josh Dallas couldn't come back to do the second one is because he was doing Once Upon a Time. He's Prince Charming in that. So Zachary Levi was Came able back to and did the come second back and do one, yeah. it like he was supposed to. Yeah. So so that's the uh, the Warriors three. They are for real. That's their Such comic. as they are. Yeah. There there's really nothing to. It. The thing is, a lot of what I found has to do with um, Ragnarok. Yeah. Which is not for it has. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. I think are they, I don't even know if they're filming yet. 
Uh, I don't think they are. Let's see. What I don't the... think they're filming yet. I think they're in pre-production still. They're still uh, casting. It's set for the last time I checked. I have a the phase map in front of me. It's set for July 2017. Yeah. So I think it's still in pre-production. Yeah. The, a lot of what I read about is um, Ragnarok. So I'm trying to not. Yeah. Second guess that or spoil any of that. So. Uh, so we talked about Frigga already. That's her. And you said Darcy and Eric are not canon characters. Darcy Lewis and Eric Zelvig are not canon. But they're fabulous and oh, we, we love them. Mew Mew here in a second too. Uh, yeah. Well, because Jane was not a... Okay, now they... I have to admit, as much as, as swoony as Jane Foster is in this movie... Yeah. They really did upgrade her character a lot. Yeah, it's really nice to see girls doing science. Yes. I mean, especially in a comic book, which is very... I mean, you do see a lot of science. I mean, Tony is like this genius mechanical engineer. You see Bruce Banner, who's a pioneer in his field. And it was really nice to see Jane. And um, Selvig doesn't talk down to her. Oh, no. He's, he sees he, her as a fellow... He Well, uh, he kind of does but not because she's a girl but because he thinks he knows more than she does because he's older and more experienced and he's and there's a little bit of that fatherly kind of deal because he knew her father correct but it's not like you're a girl and you can't do science right but because uh jane was yeah i have a quote here from natalie i wanted to read okay because jane was a nurse not a scientist in the comics eric selvig did not exist and darcy and of course there was no intern intern no, but I love Darcy, and I wish we had more Darcy. Yeah. She is totally underrated. So, uh, I was reading about Natalie portraying Jane, and uh, here's a quote. She says, I signed on to do it before there was a script, and Ken, who's amazing, who is so incredible, was like, you can really help create this character. I got to read all of these biographies, biographies of female scientists like Rosalind Franklin, who actually discovered the DNA double helix, but didn't get credit for it. Yeah, she didn't. The struggles they had and the way that they thought, I was like, great opportunity in a very big movie that is going to be seen by a lot of people to have a woman as a scientist. Yep. She's a very serious scientist because in the comics she's a nurse and now they've made her an astrophysicist. Really, I know it sounds silly, but it's those little things that make girls think it's possible. Yeah. It doesn't give them a role model of just, oh, I get to wear a cute dress. Yeah. So Natalie was stoked yeah. to be able to play and this character. And they didn't... I, that was one thing that was I thought was really cool. Her wardrobe choices, her and Darcy for that matter, it wasn't, it wasn't one of those where it's like those women would never wear those clothes. We see her in layers. We see her in jeans. She wore and, a, a, a cute t-shirt with a button-up plaid. Th that's like what I wear. I wear that. I wear yeah. a t-shirt, a print t-shirt with a plaid button-down shirt and over they're it all the time. In New Mexico, and it looks like fall, wintry, kind of coldish weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was... Because they're wearing caps. Apparently it was yeah. very, very cold on set, by the way. I, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she looked like a real human being. Yeah. She wasn't all dolled up. Yeah. Well, speaking of, even so, when... Um, and we talked about this before. Because we talk about this all the time. Girls and their long hair. Yep. Girls and their long hair. Um, because as right this minute, we are both have our hair pulled back. Because exactly. Because when you're not busy, mm -hmm. or when you're busy... Let me say that properly. Yeah. When you are busy, the hair goes back. Exactly. I don't care who you are, what you're doing, that hair gets pulled back. So we see in this movie where uh, at the ceremony, Sif's hair is down and it's ceremonial. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty. It's very, she has very beautiful hair. Yeah. We'll talk about Sif in a minute. Okay. Um, but then they decide they're going to Jotunheim. Right. Well, they all go off to get prepared. Well, the next time we see her, her hair is pulled back in a ponytail. Yeah, because she's ready to kick some ass. Hell yeah, she is. And she does. Yeah. So. Just like. Uh, Loki and Thor don't bring their big ridiculous helmets. No, they don't <laughs> because they were for ceremonial show. So right. we talked about Eric. Okay, so um, let's talk about Sif. Okay. Um, canonically, uh, before Thor was banished, mm -hmm. Sif and Thor were kind of a thing. When Thor was still a before dick. Before Thor, before, yeah, back when Thor was the dick, Thor was the dick. Mm hmm. I can't even talk anymore. Before he gets banished to Earth, before he meets Jane, right. him and Sif were kind of an item. Well, Sif's first uh, appearance is in Journey to the Mystery 102. And it turns out she is Heimdall's sister. 
And our Heimdall is played by Idris Elba. Who cannot be played by anybody else because I love him. Oh my God, he's fabulous. And he is fabulous as Heimdall. But they never address it in the movies. They never once mention that they are siblings. But they are, in fact, siblings, and I absolutely love that. But um, in her first appearance, she has been kidnapped. And Thor has to rescue her. Of course she has, because she's a weak girl. And she has this long blonde hair, and she's... (laughs) Yeah. Well, as the story goes, Loki... The little shit. Little shit that he is, (laughs) cut off Sif's hair because Thor was getting all of his attention. (laughs) All of her... was Yeah. She was getting all of Thor's attention. And because Loki's a piss baby. Loki's a piss baby, so he cut off her hair. Oh, my God. Well, Thor was pissed about this. So, Loki in order to fix things, because he's a little shit, got the dwarves to make her some new hair, because apparently that's a thing you can do. And apparently we can't just grow it back, because no. it's fucking hair, people. No. They're gods. <laughs> apparently gods can't grow hair. I don't know. Once it's grown, it's grown. There's nothing you can do. So, uh, Loki gets the dwarves to make her some new hair, and they make it out of nothing, or night, or some shit. So it, and it's, but Loki steals it from them before they're finished, so he doesn't have to pay for it. Because mm-hmm. Loki's a little shit. <laughs> do you see the pattern here? Yes, yes, I so do. So, because he steals it before they finish it, it turns black. Yeah. And, but Sif takes it anyway, so that's why Sif's hair is black. Okay. Well, as the story continues, Sif was a little whiny baby about her hair. Right. So, her parents sent her off to warrior school. Be like, that'll fix to you. To shut her up. And, and it she, worked. She came back this great warrior. That's awesome. So, yeah. Okay. It's like, okay. So, she was a whiny little piss baby. Right. But she ended up, she really did end up an incredible... Uh... So, Loki, the giant toddler, cut her hair off. Let's see. It says in here, when Sif began to cry once more, her parents began to tire of her vanity and sent her off to learn the arts of warfare as a shield maiden. That's awesome. She returned to Asgard years later, accomplished in the ways of the warrior, and had grown to accept her black tresses. Like, shut up, you're a god? Yeah. So, um, to finish the Sif story, canonically, Odin declared that Jane wasn't good enough. Right. And did did some Odin's a piss baby shit father. Right, right. Um, to Jane and then showed Thor that there was no way that she could live the life as an Asgardian. She couldn't handle being a goddess. And then they sent her back to Earth with all of her memories erased. That sucks. Yeah, so that she Fuck did you, not Odin. remember. That's when she fell in love with Dr. Kincaid and married him and whatever. And so right after that, Odin arranged so that Sif and Thor would meet again, and they are betrothed. They have, however, they have an open-ended wedding date. They're not, they're still, they haven't broken (laughs) off their betrothal, but Sif got bored of Earth Uh and went back home to Asgard. Uh So Thor's on Earth and Sif's in Asgard. They haven't broken their betrothal, but they're not really getting married. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, whatever. They're probably waiting until Odin keels over. Well, he's killed over a few times, so. Okay, can you please explain to me the Odin sleep bullshit? It's to regenerate the Odin power. Okay. Because in the movie, it's like, he's put it off for far too long. And I'm like, he's got this magical golden, like, clear blanket over him. Yeah, it's the the Odin force, Okay, as we talked about. He he uses it, but when he uses it for big things, like when he went back to Jotunheim to rescue Thor... Oh, okay. He, he, basically, he overexerted himself. Okay. He so, pulled a hammy. Yeah, he, he did. pulled a magical hammy, and right. he had to go rest it off. So he had to go to the Odin sleep, and it's gotcha. apparently something that happens in the comics somewhat regularly. Because <laughs> if he over, he does if he does the big magic, he has to go rest. Okay. And um, so yeah, that's. Meanwhile, the, um, Mama Frigga is wielding her sorcery like and doesn't need any like wuss baby napping. Whatever. Well, she doesn't have the Odin power. So if somebody else gives it, gets it, is it like the Thor power? I don't know. Or does he still have the Odin power? I don't know. That's a good point. Actually, at some point, he did get the Odin. Uh, Thor did have the Odin power at one point, but we're getting into Ragnarok. Oh, okay, so. okay. Everything's leading up to Ragnarok. All the the whole, the it's it's probably one it's of the Ragnarok is one of the biggest Thor storylines. Yeah, it's gonna it's be huge. It's gonna be huge. I ran into it left and right. I mean, and right now we don't even have a lot of verifiable casting information. 
No. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really cool. They're looking to cast like Valkyrie. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, but Hemdall was the, he does run the Rainbow Bridge as his. And he does see and hear all. And that's pretty much who he is until you get to Ragnarok. That's kind of voyeuristic. I know, right? I mean. He can't not though. So. Yeah. What you going to do? Bad boys, bad boys. So whatever. Um, so to continue on with uh, Loki's a little shit story. Yay! When and yet I love him. I know you do. Uh, when Odin was having Mew Mew, right? Uh, forged. Loki was a little shit and interfered, <coughs> and therefore the handle is shorter than it's supposed to be. Because <laughs> you would expect yeah. a big hammer like that to have a longer handle. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Oh, my um, God. Fucking Loki. I love this. This let's is see. great. It happened in uh, Thor Annual number 11 from 1983, which unfortunately was not available on Marvel Unlimited for me to go read. Oh. I really wanted to read that shit story. I yeah. needed it. Yeah. And it was not there. So, okay. Can we can we talk about a Loki in the movie now? Maybe. Theoretically. Theoretically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, we talked about how he went back in time. Odin wants to rule the gods and gods. Let a subject in a war against their enemy, the Frost Giants, in the land of Jotunheim, nine worlds of Asgard. Slain in battle, the giants. Now, see, Lofi was actually killed in the first battle. Okay. And in this, they kept him alive. Yeah. Uh, the infant was Loki, kept hidden due to his shame over his son's diminutive size. Odin remembered his father Bor's dying words to adopt... The father, wait, to adopt the son of a father killed by his hands. Ah. So then let me make sure, because I've got stuff highlighted here. Oh, yeah, and we all know Loki's the reason the Avengers were. Constituted. Put together. Yeah. Uh, It's all his fault. Because we talked about that in the Ant-Man podcast. It was his fault canonically? Canonically. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Uh because they're at pay. Okay, yes. All right, so yes. Now we can talk about So, okay. Loki, just who's still a little shit. Between him and Thor and Odin, they're just a shit storm of bad choices. So much. So, like I get I get Loki wanting to realizing that his brother is going to be a horrible king. And he wants to disrupt that ceremony. And he um, does. Um I don't know. I never got that impression. I think it was Loki wanted to be king. No, he actually said, um, because I thought that for a long time, too. And then, because I I paid really close attention to the Loki-Odin scenes. And um, Loki said at one point when they were, when him and Odin were arguing, he was like, I never wanted to be king. I just wanted to be equal to Thor. And he said he was having fun letting the Frost Giants in at the very beginning. He says that. Yeah. Don't believe that, though. He I does, think that's just more of Loki the, being manipulative. He does take to the throne quite well. Well, canonically, all Loki wants is to is, is, is to be king of is Asgard. to be king of Asgard. But he does it consistently in such a way so that uh, Thor and Odin cannot put one hundred percent of the blame on Loki, so they can't punish him for it. Oh. All the little shit things he does. Yeah. So Loopholes. they they he always is he's a manipulator. Right. He's so, too fucking smart for his own good. So I feel like that he was just trying to manipulate Odin. He always oh, okay. wanted power. Okay. In my but, perception. But he did but, kill Lofi. He could have let Lofi kill Odin and Bob's your uncle. But he, but killed, but he, he killed Lofi and said that killed, you've been killed by the son of Odin. Mm. There's some like multi-layer Shakespearean shit going on here. But he killed Lofi because Lofi knew it was Loki who let the Frost Giants into Asgard. And he could have told Odin that he was the one, so he was covering his tracks. Could be. It, it could be several things. And he said you were killed by the son of Odin just to piss him off. Because, you know, be. what you say to somebody right before they die is apparently very important. It is very important. It has to be just the right thing. Because, you know, they're going to die. Yeah. I don't really understand. Okay. They're all drama queens. Yes. Asgard is populated by drama queens. Yes. Look, have you seen their clothes? Yes. Yes. Those helmets, man. Although you've got to, you've got to admit, Hemdall has the best. Oh, he's awesome. Hemdall has the best helmet. 
And he wears it all the time. Yeah. Which Ildris, uh, I read an interview with him saying that this was the first time, uh, so this was his first genre film. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the first time he'd worked with a green screen. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting, but he really didn't want to do it again. <laughs> he wasn't a big fan of it. I love Idris Elba. He's so fabulous. Because that's, while the interior of that set was built. Yeah. Um, let's, yeah, let's talk about that set for a minute. Okay. It was a beautiful, beautiful set. It's gold. The, the, the pers- observatory. The observatory. Yeah. The person who built the set and the person who built his costume were two totally different people, but you'd never know it looking at them. Yeah. It looked like they fit so well together. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and something that I think I knew before, but it really just kind of sunk in. When you got here, mm-hmm. I was watching that one scene. I was watching with the commentary. And there's yes. that scene where he... First sends them the Odin so Okay, let's just go ahead and admit. It was so phallic. It was. He sticks the sword in the little thing. And it mm-hmm. just makes a shink. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's yeah. so phallic. Um, it's such a manly movie. <laughs> it really is. So, uh, but when that lightning comes up, and Kenneth is explaining how the... The, how they he saw the scene visually, mm-hmm. and he was kind of explaining how how the it mechanics worked. of the, the observatory of the Bifrost, right, and how the Bifrost works, and what Himdall was doing. Of course, he was moving the observatory so that he could shoot them off in the direction they needed to go in. Well, he sticks it in, and the lightning comes up, and you know it's striking the little metal plates around. He explains that it's the it's the tree, it's Yggdrasil. Yes, because I can't say it. Yeah, and I was, was like looking at it, going. It is. The mm-hmm. lightning, if you pause it on that scene, it's, it's the, the tree. tree. And he's using the tree as a map so that he knows where how where to, where send, to send them, them to get to, to Midgard. Yeah. No, to Jotunheim. That was to Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Sorry. Midgard, Jotunheim, whatever. Potato, potato. <laughs> so I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the stuff that Ken thought of. Oh, yeah. You can tell so much thought and care went into this movie. Every scene, every angle, every, um, the, even the, the scene where Odin is, um, dressing down Thor about mm-hmm. Jotunheim right before he banishes him. And they filmed it and they did it and they did it. And, uh, Kenneth went to Anthony, Tony. And said to him, okay, yeah, that was great. Can we do it one more time, but show us the heartbreak? And he did, and then we got the final cut Mm -hmm. scene. The one that we see. The one that we actually see on film. And he just, his voice is breaking and everything. And then uh, there was an interview with Chris where he was, he was like, there was not a dry eye in the house. Yeah. It was so powerful. Because the, they, the first coverage they shot was uh, Odin. Yeah. When they filmed, they were filming it, and then that's the last cut that they got of it. And they were like, "That's it, we're done." Yeah, but that's all Kenneth. Yeah, getting that out of yeah. his actors. Um, the the uh, the setup of the way Asgard is set up with the the city, and then you had for all intent the palace for all intents purposes, right? And then the city of New Mexico, mm-hmm. you had all the buildings, and then that big huge uh, car. It was a car lot. It was not a car lot, but it was a car sales yeah. building. Yeah. That's where uh, where Jane lived. Yeah. There at the end, that it was supposed to be a mirror between the two. I know, right? I never noticed that. But I, once you say it, it's like, of course it is. Well, of course it is. Oh, That wow. they were mirroring Asgard and Earth between the two sets. That's awesome. I was like, well, damn. Fuck. <laughs> So, yeah, watching the comment. Yeah, if you have this movie with commentary, I love watching movies with commentary. Yeah. I dig it. Especially when I know them so well that I don't miss the movie itself. Yeah. 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 Although he stopped talking over Loki's scenes, so. He did. He He stopped talking over the, tell me. So, so yeah, that's, I don't think I've missed anything. But you know who else is in this movie? S.H.I.E.L.D. is in this movie. S.H.I.E.L.D. is very much in this movie, as is uh, Coulson. Yeah. So, because this we, is we, where, because when we left Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. he went from Iron Man 2, he was going to New Mexico, this is where he was going. Right. To steal Jane's stuff. And um, so, if, and if you haven't seen the Marvel one-shot of anything happened on the way to Thor's Hammer, I highly recommend it. 
It's awesome. The it's uh, Phil's first because I watched that with with uh, Clark Gregg's commentary. Okay, and he was like, "This is the first time we get to see Phil kick ass because we've just seen him be this Did kind I of bureaucratic." That? Where he um, the premise is he's driving to New Mexico to uh, intercept Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. Um. And, which, as you mentioned, this is where Fury sends him during Iron Man 2. Right. And he stops off at this convenience store. Yes. And it gets yes, robbed. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. And he's awesome. Yes, yes. And he couldn't uh, decide. He couldn't decide between the donuts. I know, right? Poor Phil. Because the one shot that's on the Thor uh, Blu-ray is Consultant. Mm-hmm. And that's where they send... Him and Sitwell. Him and Sitwell send Tony yeah. to try and get the abomination Yes. So, by the way, he's still alive. Which I didn't realize until that came out that I was like, okay. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah. So, the abomination is still alive, people, before yeah. um, Civil War comes out. That's <clears> interesting. <throat> just going to gonna say. Just going to say. Putting that out there because we know um, Ross is in mm-hmm. Civil War. Civil War. So, we'll see what happens. I kind of hope we see him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one shot that's on this this DVD. Okay. Um, so we see Phil in, an, in a more expanded role. So this is the third movie Phil Coulson's been in. Yep. Um, Son of Cole. Son of Cole. And we also see Clint Barton as Hawkeye. Who is not credited. And it's But he does very call brief. him Barton. He does. He does call him Barton. But yes. you barely see him. He's in the dark. He's, you see his hands more than you see him. Yeah, and you, he's got his bow and arrow. And, but Jeremy Renner is uncredited. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, shit's going to go down because Jeremy Renner did not show up to do nothing. No, because Jeremy... Now, I personally didn't know Jeremy Renner. Yeah. When I saw that movie. I didn't know... I knew him from... Uh, I knew who Barton was. I knew but... him from one of the Mission Impossible... Or that oh, might yeah, have been yeah. later. I can't remember. But yeah. But Jeremy Renner is not a, was not a small... Was not a nobody. Yeah. yeah and then he exactly. was in this, you know, ca- basically a cameo shot. And it was great. It was so Clint. Yes. Like, I'm starting to root for this guy. Are you going to send more more guys for him to beat up? I mean, like, it was so great. Yeah. I mean, you should have known the second he picks up the bow instead of the gun. Because he says, I need uh, somebody up there with... Uh, he says, Barton, I need somebody up there with a gun or something. Yeah. But he grabs the bow instead. Yeah. How did he, was he not armed with a bow to begin with, though? Thank you. Because you've got to know that that's his chosen weapon. Whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's our first shot of Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I really, we get Sitwell in this as well. Jasper Sitwell. Very briefly. Very briefly. At the very end. Um, yeah, because he's, he's monitoring the... Because it's when the Warriors 3 and Sif land. Yeah. And they go to go see what's going on. You yeah. see Sitwell. Because he's, he's mon- helping mm-hmm. monitor the, uh, the business. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's level six. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's in the consultant. I'm level six. Eh. Don't tell me there's a level seven. There is. There's a level seven. There's actually level eight, two, and higher. Because I think Steve's, well, then there's Nick. Because I think Steve's eight. I think Steve's eight too. Yeah. Because that yeah, that's in. Because we're the yeah, we're the kind of nerds that paused it during Winter Soldier Winter to look Soldier. at his level clearance. Yeah, we did. You know, like we do. So yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, anything else? Um, I think I know I've failed to mention a few comics, but I'll have all relevant. All of them are listed in the. I just I, I was just really impressed by this. It blew me away. And it was I think, awesome. I think it's amazing what you can get out of actors of Anthony Hopkins' caliber, of Tom Hiddleston's caliber, who mm-hmm. may be classically trained. If they don't thumb their nose up at this stuff, they can make it great. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like when Lord of the Rings actually started like winning Oscars. Yeah. It was like, see, the fantasy well, genre is not garbage. But they won Oscars for visual effects. They didn't win Return for- of the King got Best Picture, I thought. Did they? I'm almost positive it finally got the big one. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so I mean, I still think it's underrepresented still, in the in the. Oh uh, yeah, the genre is just is just pissed on. But I think more and more we're getting we're getting really good quality actors doing this stuff. Well, sure. So I think they continued with that because Thor could Thor could easily be this kind of trumped up buffoon. Yes, and I think Hemsworth did a really good job. Well, but him. Hemsworth is, uh, not only is he the original Chris, but he was known for being a sensitive actor to begin with. That's why they were hesitant to 
cast him yeah, as Kenneth, Thor. Because Kenneth said, we need a wide range. This isn't like, yeah, you're going to be the dick kind of mm-hmm. jock stereotype at the beginning. But, they but needed, we have to see you yes. grow. And they were, you know, his his history was as a very sensitive person. Mm-hmm. But when they saw his audition, he uh, he told one of uh, a story of one of Thor's exploits mm-hmm. in character. Oh, my God. And they said that they, they were like, oh, no, that's that's him right there. Yeah. And God love him for, for giving Tom Loki instead of Thor. Yeah, but, you know, Ken had to hire Tom. I mean, yeah. Shakespeare. Because Shakespeare. From what I understand, they spoke to each other in Shakespeare oh, on I'm, set. I'm sure they did. When they were discussing scenes and how this needed to be giant played. giant nerds. They spoke in... They, they, I, I, it was, it's in one of the featurettes or commentary behind the scenes things. They talk about how, yeah, we, we spoke to each other and like it was Shakespeare in order to to cut back the time it took for us to explain things to each other. Yeah. It was easier to communicate. I'm sure Hopkins too, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I just, those little shits. They're all little shits. Giant so. nerds and I love them. It wasn't until this movie that I realized it was all together. Yeah. I mean, I knew post credit scenes. I just thought that was something cute and fun. Before, it was this movie that made me realize this is all... What One was world. the post credit scene for Thor? Because I was on uh, TV, so they cut it off. It's the scene with uh, Nick Fury meets Selvig and shows in the Tesseract. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, with Loki. With Loki being a little shit in the back in the background. Yeah, it's the lead into Avengers. Uh, well, yes and no. It 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 is. It is. I mean, it's not actually a part of Avengers, but but I like how they did it's it where because Avengers pick it's up. with the Tesseract, and we don't get the explanation of the Tesseract until Cap, which is next. Right. So okay, okay. Yeah. So there's a the it's it's forward looking, but there's a story in between, like the movie, the credit scene. It's yeah, it's all and like you mentioned, connected. like you mentioned off air, Selvik knew of Shield ahead of time. Because he, yes, he mentions it. He mentions he make, Banner. He makes reference to Banner without actually calling him that. Well, he, he just, yeah, studied gamma radiation. Yeah. So Bruce we all know Banner. That he disappeared. He hasn't been heard from. Yeah. We all know that he's talking about Banner. Yeah. Although S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't necessarily make him disappear to begin with. Right. He disappeared himself. And that was more of an army deal. Yeah. Still. But yeah. He, he knew of he knew of them of shield so yeah that's why he's like jane jane stand down jane, stand jane, down 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 girl down girl Jesus. So. <laughs> which can i just say this is this makes a really good case for um off-site storage agreed off-site backups absolutely which is why we have other backups of our podcast now there you go good times um i don't i'm kind of thawed out i don't okay. know I kind of covered everything I went into. Um, I do want to mention one thing. Okay. um, Because I want to get this on record. Okay. Before Ragnarok comes out. Okay. Hit me with it. We will see Baldur. Okay. You think so? In Ragnarok. We have to. Okay. Because he is traditionally what starts Ragnarok. His death is what starts Ragnarok. Okay. Baldur is the other brother. He is, in fact, Frigga and Odin's son. Oh, they're actual only real son. Yeah. Well, they actually, canonically, uh, they have like three, but oh, wow. he is, in fact, I wonder how they're going to another brother deal with that. But, but he doesn't know. Oh, Jesus. He's the son. He doesn't know his royalty because he is the key to starting Ragnarok. Odin hid Baldur's royal oh line God. so that nobody would know. Fucking Odin. And, you know, Frigga did the spell. We talked about this in our Sleepy Hollow podcast, that he did the spell. Uh, Frigga did all the spells to so that he would be impervious um, to harm. Right. And missed mistletoe. Right. Somehow. How do you miss mistletoe? It's anyway. Way the hell up there. I know, right. But, yeah, I, I just want to get on record that we're. I think we're going to have to see Baldur okay. and his uh, reveal as the other brother. In Ragnarok. I don't care what happens because I get Loki. Because essentially... Loki's, Loki's what... Uh, canonically, Loki is what starts Ragnarok. Because so. essentially, the Thor movies are just Loki movies for me. Because he... Uh, well, you, I mean, can't, I love you really Thor, can't but, have Thor without Loki. So... Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, canonically, Thor finds somebody who shoots Baldur with a mistletoe arrow. And that, starts, that kicks off Ragnarok. Fucking Ragnarok. Fucking Loki. I know. That little shit. <laughs> that must come after when you say Loki. It's Loki. That little that shit. That little shit. Yeah. It's his name. It is. 
So I just wanted to get that uh, prediction <laughs> okay, on, on record. record. Okay. We will see Baldor. That's good to know. In Ragnarok. Okay. His name will be Chris. His name will be <laughs> His name will also it will be played by Chris Pine. Ooh, ooh! He's a Chris that we don't have. He is a Chris we don't have. Yeah, yeah. So that that's I just wanted to get that prediction out there. Um, it's in uh, Thor number ten from two thousand and eight is when he is revealed. Okay, as the other brother. Okay, cool. So and guess who tells him? Who Frigga? Nope. Loki. Loki. To hurt him. That little shit. That little shit. My baby. He's misunderstood. <laughs> He's misunderstood and he makes bad choices. So not only in Norse mythology is Baldor what kicks off Ragnarok, it is in the comics too. So. Okay, cool. So we will see Ragnarok. That'll be interesting. In a couple of years. No, year and a half. About a year and a half, yeah. yeah. Yay. Awesome. So, all right, that covers all the things I wanted to cover. Okay, um, I did want to uh, give the spiel of uh, y'all know what we're going to be... Um, Looking at from Marvel, um, you know what order we're going to be going in. Yeah, next will be uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yep, and then the Avengers. So send us feedback. Send us emails. Talk to us. Yeah. Please. So you can get us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. You absolutely can. Or you can get us on the Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or you can find all of that information easily on our website at randomtpodcast.com. You know what else they can find on our website? A link to our sponsor. A link to our sponsor. And a discount code for our sponsor. 10% off $5 or more. Yep. To unofficial natural fan and fragrances. Because I almost said it. I almost said it. The unnatural. I know. I know. I can tell Unf- you're struggling. I am struggling. Because um, <laughs> I made you smell my Han Solo when you got here. It smells so good, y'all. It's It's... It's awesome. It's all natural essential oils suspended in water, and it's labeled Han Solo. It's made... It's what he would smell like. It's made with sandalwood, vetiver, and lang lang, and um, those aromatherapy-wise, it's for balance, but it freaking smells like engine oil in a spaceship, man. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Han Solo. We should all have it. So, um, but they also do, I mean, they cover so many different fandoms. Y'all have heard us talk about this stuff over and over because we love it. Yep. Because uh, they've got the they've got Joker, they've got Harley Quinn, they've got Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. which I have and is wonderful. Yes, uh, but they also they have all the Disney princesses. They've got the original trio from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And they've got what else do they have? They have the Harry Potter houses. Yep, and Dumbledore. Yep, they're looking to uh, they're going to be introducing a new Harry Potter. Oh, cool! Before too long, they're cool. just still trying to figure out what. what. To do. Okay, but Harry, uh, Harry Potter is their next fandom that they're going to release from there's some insider okay uh what else do they got supernatural supernatural sherlock doctor who yep the big three big three so yeah check them out guys we love this stuff we would not talk about it if we didn't honestly seriously so and like you can get a link to their shop on our website yes and the promo code random t cast no s correct we'll get you 10 percent off an order of five dollars or more yeah and like uh, they they each bought they started like four dollars I think is the least expensive one they yeah have. and if you buy them a buy bundle like the Twisted Lovers bundle yeah which is oh, Joker and, and Harley have, they have Pirates of the Caribbean they do and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. they also have those too so check them out I mean like if you have a, a fandom friend and you're not real sure what to get for what them. to get for them yeah that's a that's it's, a great this is it's great, a great I'm telling you and gift. they formulate with a character in mind. Mm-hmm. Is how they design the different scents with that character in mind. Yeah, it's not just they they blend something and then they smack a character's name on no, it. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, Han Solo smells like you think Han Solo would smell like. It really does. It's quite good. I might uh, have to get that. Their Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. is, uh, it's what? It's lime, orange, and lemon. Yeah. It's to help you wake up. It's so great. I mean, they you can't make this shit up. It's, I know. And they do. <laughs> <laughs> they think it through, and it's it's incredible. Um check them out guys it's great we love them definitely so you have anything else before we uh no sign off i think that's it all right thank you for listening guys thanks guys